I like to use that example because it goes to show it doesn't matter what industry you are in. Even if when, if you're the same on paper, the same industry, like the same business, you're, you have such, a, such different nuances in your business that that really impacts your ads. And it's just, I find it false advertising to be able to say these templates will work for every business and they're 100% guaranteed. And to be honest, I'm surprised they get passed through like the vetting process that they get allowed yeah. to be shown because it's just not true. You really need to be so specific about how you structure your ads, the targeting you use, the copy, the creative. There's just so many different steps along the way to make sure you get the best results. Hi, I'm Caitlin Pyatt, owner of Authentic Branding and Marketing, where I work with female entrepreneurs to brand, market, and grow their small businesses. I'm your host for this podcast, Startup Marketing. I'm a mom of three and entrepreneur, so if you ever hear little kids in the background, it's just my life, trying to make this all work while I build a business. I worked as a corporate marketer for over 12 years where I focused on marketing and branding strategy along with marketing management. Often, I heard small business owners say they weren't doing any marketing because they couldn't afford to outsource it to an agency and they didn't know how to do it themselves. When I started my business, I knew I could take my expertise and my experience to help women thrive by teaching them how to create strategic marketing plans they could feel confident about and show them the tools to make managing their marketing easy and efficient. So if you're an entrepreneur out there who's Googling how to brand and market your business, you've come to the right place. The goal of Startup Marketing is to make all of my marketing knowledge accessible and actionable so you can take it and level up your business. I'm a huge marketing nerd, and I'm passionate about sharing everything I know with you. This podcast is genuinely one of my favorite things to create. So get ready to learn about all things marketing. Hey, and welcome to the latest Startup Marketing episode. So glad you're here, and I think this week's episode is going to blow your mind. My guest is Aggie Maroney of White Bee Digital. After 10 years working in sales and client relationship management in the investment management industry, Aggie witnessed a growing trend for clients to search and research for what they needed online. Her increased involvement in digital marketing paired with her love of e-com growth podcasts led to a change of career direction. Aggie went on to gain a postgraduate diploma in digital marketing as well as advanced certifications in social media strategy and Facebook advertising. Since qualifying, Aggie has managed online ad campaigns across the financial, FMCG, and e-commerce sectors. Now, even digital marketing agencies come to her for their marketing support. Aggie hosts regular workshops on how to run Facebook ads as a small business owner and works with small businesses to maximize the return on their investment when advertising online, either through Facebook ad consultancy or full ads management. All right, you might be thinking another Facebook and Instagram ads conversation, and my answer is yes. There is so freaking much to learn about social ads, and quite honestly, I've become really passionate about learning more about them myself and bringing you this knowledge because they really should be a strategic investment. But lately, I've seen so many ads claim that so-and-so's ad secrets will help you grow to six figures with just $20 or something like that. It's ridiculous, and it's not true. I get asked about running ads a lot by potential clients because so many people make it sound like it's the easiest, cheapest, and only way to grow. 
I follow Aggie on Instagram and I reached out to her to have her as a guest because her industry knowledge is seriously top notch and her focus on e-com products means that she's got a lot of relative a lot of relevant advice for those of you who are looking to grow a product-based business. Plus, she likes gin just like me, so you know she's good people. Okay, get ready. This conversation is going to be so good. Hi, Aggie, and welcome to Startup Marketing. I'm excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your background and what it is you do. Sure. So I run a business called White Bee Digital. I'm based in London and I specialize in helping e-com businesses generate money, revenue uh, from Facebook ads. Um, So that means Facebook and Instagram. Very cool. So I believe you focus on e-commerce businesses. Is that correct? That's right. Yes. Yeah. So helping them with Facebook and Instagram ads, what are some of the key differences in marketing a product versus a service, like a coach or something like that? Sure. So I think the biggest difference or the difference in my experience is if you have a product-based business, you can target people cold and you'll probably have a better response for example, you know, if I was a business and I was, I don't know, like really random example, like selling toothbrushes and I was targeting you with Facebook ads, you wouldn't necessarily need to have an audience of toothbrush lovers in order for you to sell your product. Whereas I think when it comes to coaching or workshops, um, it, you usually have a higher return on your ad investments if people know of you already because a lot of trust is involved, especially with co- because coaching or workshops are a higher investment as well. So, yeah, exactly. So when it comes to service-based selling, I would either recommend someone has invested heavily in building up their organic audience beforehand. So maybe they have a Facebook group already um maybe they have like a blog or they've been on podcasts so people know about them um if that isn't in place then you'd have to be prepared to spend a lot more on your ad spend because you'd have to spend longer warming people up and to know about you so you probably wouldn't sell to them straight away you'd probably raise your awareness first so you might direct people to your website you might direct them to your blog if you're hosting Facebook lives or if you're doing some kind of free five day challenge or something like that, you'd probably direct them to that first and use that as your funnel for people to get to know you, to trust you, um, to build your credibility. And then following that longer funnel, that longer kind of nurture process, you'd probably, you know, start seeing results from more targeted um, ads. Um, So the process is usually longer. You're selling a service than if you're selling a product. Yeah, that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. So something that I see a lot, and it's funny because I actually saw it late last night as I was kind of prepping for this in my head um, in one of my Facebook groups is there's really there's this kind of um, mentality right now that you can go in and spend like maybe $5 a day 
to promote yourself via Facebook and Instagram. And actually like, if you've never done it before, when you go into Facebook ads manager, like it suggests a budget of $5 a day. So if you don't know exactly like what to budget, that's kind of their, their starting suggestion. And a question I often get asked is how much someone should budget for social media ads, Facebook and Instagram, especially. And I saw it in a group last night and a gal was like, Hey, I talked to someone who recommended a, a really high budget and tons of women responded and were like, Oh my gosh, no, like you would spend one or $2 come and talk to me. So what is, I think I know what I would budget if I were going into something like that. What would you recommend is a good budget? And is the like $1, $5 a day thing, like, does it actually work? Tell it us. It really depends. Like, what are you selling? So what was the woman selling? I mean, just oh, she was a coaching business. Okay. So if she was going to run ads, say $1 a day, I really doubt she'd have people signing up to say a coaching program for $10,000. But if she was using that $1 a day to drive traffic to a blog where she discusses the issues that she helps with, then she's already starting to warm up potential people that may one day invest in her program. So that's why it's so important to really understand what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. I mean, another example is someone I know runs ads for a power boat business. So every boat they sell is, you know, quarter of a million dollars. So it's unlikely that on $5 a day, she's going to sell a boat. Right. So they have a really high ad spend every month and it's more lead generation campaign so you don't click a button and buy a boat you know you send them your contact details they call you and it's a really long process and they only really know after 12 months if those sales have come through and so for high ticket items like coaching it can take that long so that's why I'm always really reluctant to commit to say one dollar a day for work because it really depends what you want to do um I mean traffic campaigns are the cheapest And I think it's really important for people to understand how the algorithm works when it comes to Facebook ads. First of all, people need to remember, even though Facebook is an amazing platform and it will pay for you to get lots of eyeballs on your offer, your product, your service, they don't force people to buy from you at the end of the day. So that is still at, you know, the frame of mind of the person is still really important when they see the ad. But also you need to remember that even though Facebook tracks your interests, so, you know, if, if you have a family, Facebook will probably know whether you've got, you know, kids or not, they'll know what age they are. If you like to go on holiday to Florida, they probably know you like Florida, things like that. But what people don't appreciate is Facebook also tracks your behavior. So if you're someone that see ads and likes them, or shares them or comments on them, then they'll know that you'll be good to be shown ads in an engagement campaign. If they can see that you buy a lot of things from ads, they will show you ads to buy, so the conversion campaign. If they see that you click a lot of ads, 
to go to people's websites. They'll probably show you traffic ads. So that's something to bear in mind as well. Um, when you target people with a conversion campaign, that will cost you more because Facebook not only has to find a smaller pool of people to show you ads to, so that takes them more time and efforts, but they also know that the return you'll get is probably going to be higher. So if you only had, say, a dollar a day budget, it'd be great to build up the traffic to your website, but you might not get as much back from that if you actually want a hard sale. And also the way the um, bidding works, it's a, it's a bid at the end of the day, it's an auction. So if you only have a pound or a dollar, sorry, I'm in English, <laughs> if you have a dollar a day, then, and your competitor has, say, $2 a day, they will always outbid you, you know? So it's just, if, and this also touches another point as well, you know, the time of year that you, you uh, place ads. So Christmas, sort of from October till, I don't know if in the States you have sales after Christmas as well, mm. Yeah, but it can be really expensive, so of October to mid-January, because there's a lot of competition on people trying to sell then. Then around the big holidays like Valentine's, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, all these big sale events, they'll always be more expensive. But something I try and always kind of stress to people I speak to as well, if, first of all, if you want to advertise at those times, factor in that cost, because there's no point advertising if you're going to lose money on the purchases that you actually make or the conversions you make. Also, if you have a really seasonal business where you make, say, 80% of your money at Christmas, why not run ads at cheaper times of the year so you even out your, your income during the year? Mm-hmm. I think that's something that people don't necessarily think about as much, but it can be great for the strategy for your business. Yeah, that makes a lot. I, I wouldn't have thought of doing something like that. So I think that's really very interesting way in a good way to kind of like even even things out and really make it um maybe a little bit easier for someone to invest in um if they're kind of and it'll it'll be cheaper yeah the cost will be cheaper there'll be less competition and you might get a better return on that because you know it's cost you less to get that sale yeah i listening to you talk kind of has really highlighted i've never really loved trying to place my own ads. I've, I haven't really done it a ton um, anyway, just because I feel like I've wanted to build my audience up a little bit more before I kind of get to a point where um, I'm selling and I have some other strategies in place to do that. But um, listening to you talk has really made me like cement in my head for me at least that like when the time comes this is like something I'm super happy to hand off to someone (laughs) there is just so much that goes into it and I think when you're not like when you're not in it on a on a day-to-day basis you don't I would not have thought through all of those things you know Mm -hmm. even as a marketer even as somebody who knows that you have to think through those things just I think having an intimate knowledge of the platform you're trying to be on really does a lot. I think you can definitely do it on your own. Um, but at least for me, I hear that and I go, oh, I'm going to be so excited when I can pay someone to do this or when I get to a point where I'm ready to do it because I'm just not quite quite at that point. So super. 
I think even what you've just said puts you ahead of quite a lot of new businesses because the harsh truth is a lot of businesses just aren't ready to run online ads and a lot of my job with startups is educating them on how important it is to have ads kind of as the cherry on top of their marketing strategy there are so many elements that come into it which will greatly impact how your ads perform so for example you know does your website load quickly because if people click on an ad yeah. and it takes ages to load they will just leave people now have such short attention spans that i have to say when i when i get approached to work with companies i do audit them first because if i can see that they're not ready i'm not comfortable to take their money to spend it on ads because they won't get the best return for what they you know what they're paying me to do right so you know it sounds really obvious but do you have a tested product because if you have a product that no one has bought before there's no point putting money behind it with ads because the, you know there's no like needs like people aren't showing interest in your products so and no matter how much money you throw at it it still won't sell so i always ask for that um social media organic now that is so important especially when you're running facebook ads because Facebook collects so much information from the people that interact with you that they use that as a basis for who they will be targeting with your ads. So if you have a really strong following, and the thing is, it doesn't have to be a big um, audience, it just has to be really engaged. Right. Because then they can use all those data points from that engaged audience to find people similar to that, so to, be, you know, to target your ads to. Um, also things like email marketing, if you have a really big list, then they can find people similar to that list. I mean, it's easier for e-com businesses because obviously when people buy from them, they have all their email information. And in the UK, they've got strict privacy laws. So if you've like agreed to have that email address used for marketing, then obviously that can be used to find more people similar to those people to target your ads to. So I always recommend that an organic social media presence is built up first so that it's easier for Facebook to find your people to target yeah. your ads to. Um, also, like on the technical side, there's the pixel. Yeah. So that's the bit of code. A lot of businesses aren't aware that that exists. So, you know, first port of call, get the pixel on your website so they can start targeting and sort of tracking who's going to your website from your ads um, and also making sure your Google Analytics is linked to it as well because you'll find there's like some discrepancies on how things are attributed it just gives you a bigger holistic overview of how things are going on your website so yeah it, it is it is a breath of fresh air <laughs> say you know it's not the be-all and end-all because and it's really probably unintuitive for me to say that as an ads manager that you know never start with ads you need to really test what you're doing first organically mm -hmm. and then get the ads in but yeah. i think also what people don't really think about as well is ads are great for brand awareness they're great to sell to new people but also think about the people that are already loyal to you and that already buy from you you can target those people that have bought from you before 
with like exclusive offers and things like that. So they keep, you know, being loyal to you and they keep doing that, like the gold dust of marketing, which is the word of mouth marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, you want those loyal people to stay loyal because they're your brand ambassadors and ads can really help with that. And I know that people say, oh, you can do that with email marketing. You can, but not everyone will be on your email list. Right. So, you know, I always think that, you know, ads aren't be all and end all of every marketing strategy. But they definitely help. And they kind of like they boost everything that you, you have in place already. Yeah. So that's, that, that's, that's how I kind of like to see them. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a big fan when I create like a marketing plan for my clients, it's easy. And and people come in and they're like, I just want to do ads. And I'm like, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's not how I would do it. So if that's, that's what you want to go, then like, we're probably not a good fit anyway, because I really having spent a lot of time in corporate marketing, I mean, I've done marketing for 12 years now. So I've seen, you know, I was, Facebook was brand new when I, for businesses, you know, when I started working in the corporate world. And so I just, I know from experience that your success really comes in when you've got a well-rounded marketing plan. And like you're saying, those ads really just kind of, they're part of it. They're a cherry on top. They supplement, they boost, but they're not that like, they're not the only strategy. And if you're going in with it, hoping to be your only strategy, And then like, it's very, it's just, it's so, it's disappointing, I think is what it ends up being because you have such high hopes and then you go in and you spend that money and it stinks. It stinks to spend money and then be like, that didn't do at all what I thought it was going to do or what I had hoped it was going to do. And so I think it's sort of, it's hard. I think sometimes as, especially with startups to figure out, okay, then like, how, how do I even market my business? And that's where I think like knowing the range of options that are available to you and going, okay, what makes sense for my business? It, it, it helps because then you don't feel like, oh, I'm just pigeonholed into ads that may or may not work for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, um, what kind of gets lost, especially like in the clutter today with, coaches and I'm going to hate on Instagram for just a second. And I do, I like Instagram, but I see it all the time in the ads that I get served from some of the coaches and things that I follow who are like, okay, you know, I'm an ads person. I can help you like grow your business to six figures with ads. And I'm like, that's not starting out like as a brand new business. That's not true. That's not true. You know, maybe every once in a while and depending, you know, like you said, maybe for a product or something like that. Absolutely. Like you might be able to go in and and have that strategy. But if you're someone like me, who's a coach and they're targeting, and this just rubs on me because they're targeting other coaches. And I'm just like, Oh, you're going, you are going to get had. They're going to take your money and you're going to be so disappointed. And then you're going to think that it doesn't work. We can, and it's, it is a really great tool, but it's a great tool as part of like a bigger picture that you kind of have to think through. Yeah. You've kind of touched on one of my bugbears as well, because I get served a lot of ads from Facebook ads gurus, you know, the ones that have made millions supposedly. They have these amazing templates that will make you millions of pounds or dollars or whatever. 
And it really, really irritates me because every business is so unique. Mm. Every bit, like, you know, I've worked with two like homeware e-com brands. One was a really well-established brand. One was a startup with, without much organic traffic, you know, a, a, like a more basic website. You know, they were just like at different points in their journey. Mm-hmm. And the ads of the more established business just performed so much better because they had a better infrastructure in general. And that is, and they're 100% guaranteed. And to be honest, I'm surprised they get passed through like the vetting process that they get allowed yeah. to be because it's just not true. You really need to be so specific about how you structure your ads, the targeting you use, the copy, the creative. There's just so many different steps along the way to make sure you get the best results. It is. It is very true. And I think it just kind of highlights in my mind, like, why I like doing what I do because I'm able to kind of help people say, okay, let's let's start over here so we can get to using ads and driving traffic and doing those things like there there are so many other ways that you can market your business but it's just with anything that you do in marketing it's really kind of a it's a long game like uh-huh. you know to build up organic social media and organic engagement and things like that like that takes a long time yeah. And it takes a lot of very purposeful, intentional content that you have to be really strategic about. And you can, you absolutely can do it as a startup, but it's not as like, um, it's not kind of that like unicorn marketing that you see everywhere where it's like, oh, I'm just going to put out these really pretty templated things and like, boom, there it is. I've got a giant audience and they're super engaged. My ads are firing on all cylinders. It's just, it's a, it is a process and you absolutely can do it, but you just kind of have to understand that process. Otherwise, like I said earlier, I think you just end up being disappointed going into it. I think as well that even applies to ads because a lot of people think that they'll send me a brief within 30 minutes, the ads will be live. And then within the hour they'll make money. That's not the process at all. Like my onboarding takes two weeks. And the reason it takes two weeks is because all the work happens before I press go. You know, there's the, I need to fully understand your your business so you know we'll have like a call for like an hour we'll talk about you know how you got started why you have your business why you love your business what kind of clients you have and really specific things about your clients so what kind of people are they what are their interests what issues or problems do you help solve you know really the nitty-gritty of your sort of values and your brand and then I go away and separately research the audiences myself. And then I'll build those audiences within Facebook um, um, ads manager. And then it won't just be like the cold audiences. So the interest based ones, there'll be ones that are based off people that visited your website, your Facebook and your Instagram. If you have an email list, I'll build an audience from those. And then there's something called lookalike audiences as well which I'm sure you've heard of, but for people that haven't come across that before, it's where you take the previous visitors to your website or Facebook or anywhere that Facebook tracks people. And then they create an audience of people that look like those people. 
So they'll take various data points and they'll create an audience of similar people. So that's another type of cold audience. So that's quite a lot of work in itself. And then the ad structure, I mean, this kind of touches on sort of a testing question that you asked me. So when it comes to the ad structure, you always need to be testing different like types of um, ads because even if you really think you know your audience, I can guarantee an ad that you serve them that you think that will never work, that will be the one that is a flying success. So you can't make any assumptions at all when it comes to ads. So it's really important to, I mean, for example, in the e-com world, I will always test a static image and a carousel. So like a gallery of pictures mm -hmm. and then whichever one does well, then you optimize it. So I might take that, that the best performing one out of those two. And then I'll have two different copies. So I'll test the copies against the image. And then you're always tweaking like the call to action might be learn more on one and then it might be shop now and then I'll see which one does better. So you're always tweaking and that takes like long time as well. Usually I say to clients, we won't find what really works for you for about three months. And a lot of people are shocked by that because they just expect the results to be instant. Yeah. But when you first click go on your ads, you need to then sit on your hands for a week because you need to give Facebook time to really understand who's responding to your ads. And then for every interaction your ads have, Facebook learn what works. So once you have, I think it's like 8,000 impressions or something like, you know, you have like a kind of idea in your mind, then you can start tweaking. And then you like constantly optimizing. And then I kind of see it in three steps. So you have like the research phase, which is the audiences building things up. Then you have the actual, the ad build. So when you're actually putting it all together in, in the system, and then part three is the ongoing management. So audiences fatigue, they'll suddenly like just stop performing yeah. or your copy will fatigue, the images won't work anymore. So you need to always be thinking, okay, well, why hasn't this worked? Sort of knowing how to interpret the data to see, okay, well, suddenly people aren't actually landing on the, my website anymore. So maybe there's a website issue. I've seen it before where clients have added messages on their website saying, oh, we're having issues with the postal service at the moment and their sales fall off a cliff because people are like, well, I'm not going to buy anything because right. I won't get it. So there are so many things you need to think about when, once the ads are actually live. I mean, something else is like, be really careful of your stock mm. because you might be continuing to serve ads for products that aren't in stock right. anymore. Yeah. So people are and as a buyer, that is the most frustrating thing. So you you get served an ad for something you're like I want it, and then you click and it's gone. You're like, oh, that's just the most annoying thing ever. Yeah. Or I mean, I mean, this is my bugbear as well. Like when I get served an ad, and I love jewelry, so I'm always served jewelry ads, and I'll click on the links, and it takes me through to something really random, so like the home page or another landing page, mm -hmm. and by then I've given up. I'm like, you know, I even messaged one company and said, just to let you know, I haven't been able to buy your products because I can't find it on your website. I've been served an ad and I just can't find it anywhere. And then two weeks later, they emailed me back with the link. Oh, 
So I was like, no, the moment passed. Okay. You yeah. might have, you might have been able to save me if you had like gotten back pretty quickly, <laughs> but two weeks is kind of. Uh. I'd already forgotten I'd even been on that website. Yeah, and that kind of you know that is another insight into the mentality of people online. They forget really quickly. So, yeah. and this is like another thing which I I notice people don't do is if you're on a website and you're running, if you're a business and you're running ads, you need to make sure you're retargeting people that visit your website because there are so many times I've been on amazing websites and I think, Oh, I need to remember that because I'm going to come back and they don't serve me ads. Yeah. You know, I'm really surprised. I'd expect, I mean, we've all been there where we have been followed around the internet by certain products that we've seen, like don't forget to buy us, you know, so I'm really surprised when businesses don't do that because you really do leave money on the table in that situation. But then you also have the opposite side, which is equally as annoying when you're, when you see the same ad a hundred times mm-hmm. because they haven't capped the frequency. So there was one business that I, before Christmas, every time I looked at my phone, I saw their ad and it just completely <laughs> put me off them because I was like, I've literally seen this ad over 20 times and I'm not buying it. So stop serving me the ad. Yeah, I, it's funny that you say that because I've had this conversation um, with my best friend before. She owns her own, she's a quilter and she owns her own quilting business, makes patterns, things like that. And she like loathes advertising, like especially digital advertising for like the things you've just said. And I'm like, I've had to convince her before because she she is a person where I'm like, you would benefit a lot from ads because you have like over the past 10 years, you've really built up your audience. You have a really engaged audience on social and your email list, your website is really nice. And she's like, no, I hate it. And I finally convinced her because I said, you know, there are things you can do so that you don't become that annoying business. And you just, you just have to know to do them. So you know, if you're hitting the right people at the right time and you're doing it in a way that just feels really, really natural, mm-hmm. like they're not going to be put off by you because they're excited to see your ad, you know, like it's relevant to them and you're not being, you're not being, um, somebody who just continues like pound and pound and pound and like reserve and reserve. I was like, mm-hmm. you can do this. You just have to be very cognizant of like what your settings are in those ads, because like you said, otherwise people like totally just tune out and then you do become super annoyed by them. So. Yeah. And I just think it's such a waste of ad spend as well. Yeah. Because the amount of times that ad was served to me, they could have been serving it to someone new who might actually have wanted to buy their product. Yeah. I mean, the same, the same thing happens. Like if you actually then buy from the ad and then they still serve you the ads because they haven't got exclusions set up for people that have bought from them. So that's also really irritating. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to be like really aware, you know, exclusions are just as important and checking the frequency for the user experience of people that you're trying to target. You don't want them to annoy them. You don't want them to tune out to you. Yeah. And I think that side of advertising isn't maybe talked about as much about how you can waste a lot of money doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, I think you definitely can. And I've seen, I have had the same thing happen to me and I have thought the same thing. I'm like, I don't know why you're still like, I have a product that I bought in, I don't know, back before Christmas and I love it. 
but I'm still getting their ads. And I'm like, why are you, I already have this. I've had it for months. (laughs) Like, don't, don't send it to me anymore. I'm good. I'm not going to buy another set. It's like a, you can probably like see them in the background. Like they're the little, um, back roller things. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm using them. I don't need more than one set. Just send it to someone. You just drop them a little DM in the on their Instagram account and say, just so you know, I have <laughs> I not should. set up your ads properly. Talk to Aggie. She'll sort them out for you. <laughs> I, to- I totally will. I will do that because I, <laughs> I was like, I don't need these anymore. I'm fine. I bought them. I love them. <laughs> Maybe if I leave you a review, you'll like know that I bought them. <laughs> That's super funny. I'm going to do that. Uh, (laughs) So what are your, what are your best practices then that you are like, people absolutely need to be following them or likewise, are there things you kind of touch on them a little bit that like when you see them, you cringe and you're like, Oh, I wish you weren't doing that with your ads because they could be way more effective if you were doing this thing over here. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, some of the things that I hate, we've kind of touched on about, you know, frequency, not not excluding people that have bought from you already. Um, but I guess the best the best practices, which when I, because I do audits as well for people. So if they're running ads already, then I can just jump on Zoom and talk through their accounts. So some of the things that I see the most um probably and it's something i touched on before like when they're building audiences not to exclude certain ones so for example if you had a really simple funnel so you had cold audiences first that you're showing your products to and then retargeting them after so if they actually click through to your website and see a certain product you retarget them with that product like at the top you know, and the bottom, the bottom for sure, you would exclude people that had already bought from you. Say in the last, I'd say four weeks is probably fine. It really depends on the product. If it's a product that you buy regularly, then you might do a shorter period. And again, if it's a product you probably buy, homeware is great. You know, you'll probably only buy a sofa once every 10 years or something. So, you know, if they bought from you, you're unlikely to target them with ads again. Um, But when you have your cold audiences, you want to make sure like there isn't much overlap in the audiences. So if you want people that have never interacted with you before, you'd have like your lookalike audiences, your interest-based audiences, and then the exclusions would be people that have visited your Facebook or your Instagram or your mailing list, like over the last six months, you'd exclude those because Facebook want you to make sales, but they also want it to be easy, the easiest sales. So they will automatically target the people that are your warm audiences, the people that know you already. So if you, if you remove them first, then Facebook is having to find new people for you, which is if you're growing, that's what you want, isn't it? You want new people to come across you and follow you and so on. So that's a big thing. Budgets. Oh, yes, that horrible topic that everyone's really awkward about. So this, again, really depends on your business, your business model as well. So, for example, subscriptions are a huge thing in the UK now. I don't know if it's similar in the States. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they hate it. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to ads, though, they have a very different approach to budget. So they're usually happy to make a loss on the first box or whatever, the first month's subscription, because they know the lifetime value of that customer is going to be a lot higher. 
So, but if you have like an impulse by products, say for example, the toothbrush I sort of said before, yeah. you know, if you have just a standard toothbrush, it'll probably what last you like six weeks or something. And it's like something you probably just buy because it wouldn't be that expensive. You would be really careful about how much you're willing to pay because you probably couldn't afford more than 50 cents or whatever per ad to get that sale. So you have to be really careful. And again, like, you know, if you're selling quarter of a million pound boats, your budget might be, I don't know, ten, twenty thousand dollars per sale. Right. So you know you have to really and when you work with an ads manager, they will they will do the sums with you. They'll say, you know, what what's your average order value? How how much do you you know, what's your what's the lifetime value of your customers? Do you get repeat orders? That kind of thing. They will touch the budget with you. I guess my pet hate in that instance is people that don't really budget enough for their ads. I mean, really, really rough estimate is per audience, you should be spending about £10 a day. So let's say $10 a day. And you should be testing two at least. So that's $20 a day you should be spending on ads at a minimum. Because you need to give Facebook a chance to test the people that it's showing your ads to. So about like 20 20 pounds a day and then like for the kind of that three-month period, right, that you were initially talking about to say like, okay, I've got a good pulse on this. I feel good about it. And we've got enough data to make educated Mm -hmm. decisions going forward. Exactly. And I mean, this, this is all, I mean, this also depends again on the products. Right. So, I mean, coaches have a slightly different approach in that they'll probably have a few launches a year of like programs they're running or courses or or coaching or or something. They'll have certain dates in their calendar that they're like, okay, we're going to be launching our free challenge at this date. So maybe for two weeks before we'll hard sell that free challenge and get people signed up. So bingo, they've got your email address mm-hmm. and then, you know, or they might invite you to their group or whatever it is to get you in yeah. and then you'll do your challenge and it'll all be great for five days. And then you will get hits by their ads to sign up or upgrades to their paid course so that might not necessarily be a three-month um, yeah, campaign, right. but there'll be lots of nurturing before and there'll be lots of nurturing after because you want people to either sign up something else or maybe you do like a one-day workshop that you want them to come to. So you'll be using that information to target. And it's also really important to remember that Facebook only keeps the date of six months. So if you ran a campaign last year, those people unless you have their emails you won't be able to target them again so yeah there's a few things to consider there another thing as well that people don't really spend enough time on is their creative so you need to once you've got targeted people you need to catch their attention so what does your creative look like is it a video is it an image do you have i mean for services or digital products for example do you have a good mock-up of your products? You know, that's something that people don't really invest enough in. You know, be open to the fact that you might actually have to hire someone to do an amazing ad for you. Yeah. I work with a designer myself. So I'm, you know, if there's something that I can't do myself, I will outsource that to someone to do that, like to look for really professional for my clients. 
um, and also copy that should not be like the, the last thing you think about it should be really you know yeah you should really should grab people's attention you know it's what sells as well so there's lots of various elements to think about <laughs> yeah no that's totally absolutely I think um it's it's very again something that like I think as a small business you can do yourself you just kind of have to know like what are the things that I need to think through so that way you don't miss one of the steps and you're like oh man like that could have gone so much better if I had just known or if I had remembered and like I have to do this all the time I have to write checklists <laughs> for things so that when I'm creating them you know I go okay I get it like I I remember and I'm not going to miss one of those critical steps. And so I think it's just really making sure you understand like, what do, like, what do I need to do right now? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that, you know, you're spending, you're spending your money very intentionally and you feel good and you feel like you've thought through the process and that it's not just a guess. Cause that's the worst kind of, that's the worst kind of marketing feeling to have is like, I spent a lot yeah. of money and this is just like, I guess as to whether or not it's going to, to do what it needs to do for me. So. Cause the thing is with Facebook ads, you can never predict how they will go and ads managers should never be giving you guarantees ever about what they can achieve for you because they don't own Facebook, right. but they know the ins and outs of the system. They'll have experience about what kind of things works before they'll know, you know, what sounds good in mm. copy what might work and what, what won't work and you know even like the formatting of how your copies laid out in your ad things like that they'll just at a glance be able to see for you if if they think it's the right formats for what you're placing i mean i mean there are businesses that approach me that aren't in the position to outsource the ads yet because it is an investment it's quite a big investment yeah. for a business to outsource mm -hmm. but you know i do offer power hours and i have nurture packages so i can kind of coach you to run your own ads and that's sometimes a good stepping stone for businesses that aren't mm -hmm. you know ready yet to outsource and i think even if you can outsource it's really good to have a general understanding of how they work yeah. because yeah. if your ads manager is talking to you about your ads if you can follow what they're saying you know the language you know all the what the acronyms are you know roughly what looks good in the statistics for your business that can really help you as well yeah yeah i say that all the time i'm a really big advocate for like at the very least if you're going to outsource something that you you understand what you're outsourcing because it makes you able to make smarter decisions when it comes to like the questions that the person you're outsourcing to is inevitably going to ask you. But it also just kind of creates that checks and balance. Like you want to be sure that the person you're hiring is doing the job that you've hired them to do. And if you don't know anything about it, then like, you just, you, you're kind of putting some trust. Again, you're putting your trust in a person and hopefully they're trustworthy. I've, I've rarely come across somebody where I've been like, oh, I don't feel good about the investment I made with you, but it would like devastate me if I did, if I felt like I kind of got cheated out of not just the money that I spent on the advertising that didn't work for me, but then also my investment with that person. Yeah. But I think as well, when you know what it takes, 
then that can just help you as well budget for maybe you do yeah. need to outsource for your you know some decent photography or maybe you need a graphic designer to do your mock-ups for you for the ads or maybe you'd even hire a copywriter to do the copy for your ads. You know, there's things like this when you can see the value of it. Yeah. That it's something that you might spend a bit more on if you can see you're going to get the return. So I think it's good just to be aware of all the different moving parts to see, yeah. okay, well, what can I do better? Maybe you need to kind of optimize your website a bit. And that's going to be an investment as well in your business. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots of things that, you know, to be aware of can really help you in your performance when you run ads. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so is there steps someone should take if they're listening and they're like, okay, I am going to tackle this on my own. Yeah. Um, are there steps that someone should take before they get to a point where they're reaching out to a vendor or they are outsourcing it? Mm-hmm. I would definitely make sure that your infrastructure is sound. So make sure you've got a decent website. So it's, you know, the user experience is good. So people can find what they need easily. That it loads quickly. That's, you know, there's, there's no glitches to it. And, you know, even to make sure you have the um, security certificate. I, yeah. I don't know what it's called, but it makes your... Um, so it says HTTPS on your website in your URL. Yep. So, you know, all these things which will impact the performance of your ads. So even if you're not sure if you're ready to run ads, you know, I know a lot of ads managers offer like one hours, like calls that you can go on and they will audit your um, infrastructure for you and they will tell you whether you're ready or not. So, you know, is your social media presence, you know, is it the organic presence? Is it strong enough? Um is your pixel installed on your website? Um, really simple things like, do you actually know who your target audience is? Do you know, you know, what your key message is? And also just having a bit of an awareness about what people in, in your space are doing. So what your competitors up to, and that's not to copy them at all, but more about how can you stand out, you know, against them. So be really clear on what your unique selling points are. You know, what do they do that you could do better when it comes to ads? There are things like that. Just audit your space as well, your industry. Yeah. I think that's a really great, I think that's a really great list. And it touches on a lot of things like I speak to because I'm really passionate about having like a strong brand in place and knowing like who is your ideal customer and who, you know, what are your key messages and things like that? Because when you have that in mind, it makes entering into or like starting an effort like this so much easier because you don't have to go back and do all of those things or gather all of that information on top of, you know, keeping track of all the moving parts and pieces that are coming with a new advertising spend such as Facebook ads or something like that. So I'm a really big fan of that. And I'm happy to, like, I'm super happy to hear somebody else (laughs) (laughs) say that, say that as well. So, all right. I am just kind of looking through. All right. I think we have covered a ton of stuff today. I know I have I have learned a ton oh, and I so think like, 
one of the things, one of the things I've taken away is like, I wish I had a product-based business. Cause honestly, listening to you talk, like you are probably one of the most thorough ads managers I've heard, like speak on this topic. And so if I, if I had a product, I would totally, um, totally be on board with having you when I'm ready. <laughs> Get to that point. I'm just, I'm, I'm so far. I'm just so far from that point right now, which I'm, I'm honestly fine kind of being that way. Um, but are there, is there anything else? Like where can people find you? How can they connect with you? Tell sure. us, go ahead and plug yourself. So I'm pretty much on Instagram most of the day. I have switched off my notifications now, but in my DMs is where you'll be able to contact me the quickest probably. So my business is White Bee Digital and my handle is at White Bee Digital. So that's quite easy to understand. I'm sharing loads of tips on there all the time and things change so often. So I'm always updating my grid and my stories. So if you want to check in there and I also have a lot of stuff on my IGTV like I've done videos on various bits so feel free to go in there my website is whitebedigital.com again really easy to remember um and as I kind of touched on before like there's various levels of, of service that I can help you with depending on where you are on your journey in your business so I offer like one-on-one -on -one calls which is kind of like the lowest level of service so if you want to jump on a zoom we'd record the whole thing so you'd show me your ads manager or you can actually talk to me about anything to do with ads for an hour and then to upgrade from that it's like the three hours so we'll kind of over six weeks we can touch in half an hour at a time or however you want to break up the time and i can help hand hold you as you build your first campaign or if you're ready to just let it go and you just don't want to do all of it yourself, then I'm here to manage your ads for you. And that's really kind of like on a case by case basis, like I'll assess your business and like run the figures with you and I'll be able to advise you on how much you need to invest to, you know, hopefully see a return. <laughs> but obviously I never guarantee it, but I do my best to yeah. um, get a return for everyone I work with. Yeah. Well, I know like your Instagram account is one of my favorite ones and I always, I learn a ton from oh, it. So you. I highly recommend, I send people your way because I, I've just learned a ton as evidenced by this conversation. Like there's still a ton of stuff about ads that I don't know. And I feel like I just got a really good little crash course in Facebook ads today. So oh, thanks, Catelyn. I've really enjoyed our chat today. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Was I right or was I right? Aggie is so smart and so knowledgeable about paid ads. I seriously learned a ton talking with her, including that when I am ready to start running ads, it is definitely something I'm going to outsource. I might know a little bit about paying for ads, but man, someone like her, you know, is going to do the best job. If you want to follow Aggie or work with her, all of her contact info is linked in the show notes. I sincerely hope you've enjoyed today's episode and that you've learned a lot. If you did, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Startup Marketing to help other women like you find this podcast. Until next time.